Welcome to Voices of E-Learning, reflecting the people living and breathing the future of education and online learning with your host, J.W. Marshall. Hello and welcome everyone to today's episode of Voices of E-Learning. I'm your host, J.W. Marshall with MarketScale, and we're so glad that you found us today. On today's episode, we've got a great guest for everyone, Nathan Hammond. He is the Executive Director at Edgespire Solutions. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, and we've got a lot of ground to cover because there's a lot going on uh, over there at Edgespire Solutions. But before we get started, uh, give our audience a little bit of background on yourself and a little bit of background on the company. Sure. I was a teacher for 20 years. I taught uh, German and ESL. My master's is in ESL. Um, and I actually grew up in uh, in Europe. Um, and so I, by the time I had graduated high school, I'd been to like a dozen countries and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. But anyway, um, uh, teaching uh, turned out to be a profession I really loved doing for 20 years. Um, had a lot of passion for just trying to make as many connections as I could with my students um, and try to make learning fun and engaging for them. And uh, my story went along the lines of just trying to solve problems. I, saw, I started working with tech in the world language um, arena and started doing professional development for for um, world language teachers. That grew into a broader attempt to uh, help uh, educators in my city. Um, and so we we created a, a professional development opportunity, a, sort of a grad course. It was an institute for um, for about 100 uh, teachers that took that in the summer. And uh, that grew into a partnership with the university. And then we ended up creating uh, our first company, Eduspire, in 2012. Um, and that has about um, 12,000 teachers that have taken courses with us. And we have a very you know, customizable, flexible master's. Uh, and that was exciting. And I was still teaching and um, wasn't sure. And my, I had colleagues asking me all the time, you know, hey, how much longer are you going to be teaching? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I love what I'm doing. I have no interest. And they're like, yeah, 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 right. And uh, um, then the next problem started coming along the lines uh, uh, towards me. Uh, my, my principal approached me and said, hey, I, I'd like to change the way we we do something in our school. And um so we started talking and I asked him how he wanted to accomplish that. And he said, with spreadsheets. And I said, oh, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, so I said, I'll, I'll, I think my development team and I, we can, we can do this. Um, and uh, if you like what it is, I know the district, I trust the district. And um, I, I really feel like, you know, there'll, there'll be a, a way to make this, uh, this right. I, I won't be taken advantage of. And just let me provide, you know, the solution for you and see what we can come up with for you. And uh that, that was the birth of the second company. And at that point, my superintendent moved me out of the classroom into the main office and said, okay. And I said, okay, I, I only want to work part-time, <laughs> part-time for the school district and then part-time for my two companies. And uh, uh, I just, I really uh, have a deep appreciation for my superintendent, my assistant superintendent, my principal. They were very supportive, um, built a culture of failing forward, try things, don't worry about it. Um, and I, I just really grew and thrived in that environment. Um, so that led to, um, for three years, developing solutions that we we tested in that incubator in my school and um, talked to a lot of teachers and my, my admin team trying to, to make sure that we were creating solutions that were were important to them. And uh, that's how Edgespire Solutions got started. Uh, and this is now my third or fourth year no longer connected with the district. We've grown to... Um, we, we have over a thousand schools in every state uh, using uh, 
our eHall Pass solution and our FlexTime manager solution. Yeah, excited to be here. And that's a little bit about me. So, oh, and well, and a fun fact, I, I think I've, I've lived or taught, let's see, I think it's, uh, I, I've taught in four continents, uh, in, in, in whether it's in Europe or uh, in the US, I, I taught in China and uh, in South America and in Argentina. So that's a fun educational fact for me. I love that. And we'll just start there um, a little bit off script, but um, how have those experiences contributed to what you're doing now um, as far as seeing different systems around the world? So I think uh, a big thing is just having an internal uh, sense that things can be done in many different ways and that there's not just one right way of, of, of doing things. And I think that's overall, that's probably really just growing up that way and having those experiences really meshed well with my personality, which is um, not somebody who, you know, stays down low and, you know, just keeps their head low and, and uh, doesn't, doesn't stick their neck out. Uh, I, I just, I've always had that sort of instinct to try and, you know, talk things over, give my ideas. I don't mind being wrong. I have a team. Uh, I learned that during uh, probably a rather difficult time in my my school uh, where I, I just came in with lots of ideas and sort of tried to steamroll a couple of colleagues and realized that they don't appreciate that. I didn't get anything out of that. And, uh, and then just trying to build a team. Uh, so that's one of the big successes of Edgespire Solutions is that we we ended up with a, just a superb team around me because I was mainly an idea person, a, a starter, and a teacher, uh, not necessarily a business person, uh, somebody who's used to hiring and firing and and uh, you know all the the business processes that you have to put in place to to really be successful to have a smooth, nice, enjoyable work uh, environment. So uh, that that was my colleagues that. Uh, Two, my two partners that came on board and and uh, yeah, so just having a, a an open mind um, that that's probably been um, just very nurturing in my thinking process. That's great, and we have some some big name companies uh, on the show, but I really enjoy uh, talking to the former educators that have become entrepreneurs that have solved a problem from the ground up. And that's what really what we want to talk about today. Um, so the first problem you solved for um, with uh, kind of this new era of hall passes, uh, talk a little bit more about how how you identified that problem and then what you're doing now to help solve that problem. And then the third part is how is that going to continue now kind of post pandemic? Yeah, so the the thought process went along the lines of, you know, schools are trying to be more creative in their use of space, provide more flexibility, customize the experience for students more. And I, I just had a sense that, you know, there, there's a need to know where kids are, a parent calls. And yeah, it's great that you have these flexible rooms, but if you don't know where the kid is, if they could be in any one of two or three places and you're not exactly tracking it with your SIS system, uh, your scheduling system, then you, you have a problem. And um, my, my my principal was was just very much on board with that idea of hey let's let's create a system that allows uh, for more uh, flexibility here and, and more insight into where kids are. Now his solution was rather uh, you know jokingly he said I just want to know where kids are at all times. And so we can solve that problem, send them to the nurse in first grade, and we'll chip them, <laughs> and uh, you know you'll know. But obviously that's not a solution for you know that would work for anybody, but. Um, it it does, did reflect the interest that almost every administrator has. They, they feel that pressure of, uh, rightly so, of of needing to know where kids are and being accountable and and holding kids accountable for where they are. So um, 
that just sped into or you know led into um, thinking about you know the, the system we have with paper in in a, I was in a school that was one to one since like 2005 and uh, you know they're, they're just it seemed odd it was just oddly out of place how there was no there has been no advance in in hall passes uh, the best we got to was we we went to the wood block i don't know what you know maybe 50 years ago uh mm-hmm. that maybe how we started and paper passes of course were sort of legacy from from that time a long time ago but um i think the main modernization came with some of those planner books that kids started getting where you had an agenda book and then in the back there were some passes um and that's as far as the tech got and um thinking through and having worked with technology there was some just some solutions that started to come to my mind if we had the resources to create a solution um what would that look like what would a cloud-based hall pass system look like and um that's sort of where the idea grew out of it might be important just to talk briefly what e-hall pass can do uh for a uh for a school um and that kind of answers the question maybe where we're headed and what kind of benefits there there are to that but um you know i, I just see to, to answer your question briefly, I think the the acceleration uh, or the, the the need for e-hall pass is is in my mind. Th- there's no doubt that most schools in the next five years will have a digital hall pass system. There's and and e-hall pass is really the only solution out there uh, that's been widely uh, tested and and has all the features that a school wants and is is you know a- able to serve um, in any time zone uh, and and support schools. Um, and uh, the the ability to 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 hold kids accountable, to uh, know how many minutes and seconds kids are spending in the halls, um, it, it's it's a really it's a new data set for for admins where they can know um, you know kids are supposed to spend their their full forty five minutes or eighty minutes whatever it is in the classroom, and they now have data on how often kids are not in the classroom, and if that reflect often on their academic performance um you know there there are some big surprises sometimes when you know administrators or educators know that i've got a frequent flyer a kid that's out in the halls all the time um but i didn't realize exactly you know how many hours that amounted to in a month um and how the kid is sort of without you know no it's nobody's fault it's just there there was no way of 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 keeping track of that and and there's now a, a way to say hey kid you're hurting yourself he knows that or she knows that they're doing that but without any adult guidance and support um the kid's going to you know there's going to be a delay in when the kid catches on that hey, yeah I'm hurting myself and they might it might be after high school that they figure that out uh so with with e-hall pass they'll have the data they can support the kid and and create some accountability whether it's direct discipline or whether it's just saying hey kid we we can see what you're doing why don't you try and set your goal for yourself and you know in the next week show us that you've you've limited your time in the hall if you need more support we can certainly um add it in and we can you know we can do a, a number of things with with um we have a number of supports that help with social distancing and help with um you know controlling hall traffic and we can get into that in a moment Perfect. Yeah. And then let's transition into that um, kind of controlling hall traffic uh, in general. Yeah. So um, basically the way e-hall pass works is the kid uses their device to create a, a, a pass request. They don't create the pass, but they create a pass request and they, they use whatever device they have, whether it's a school provided device or whether it's, uh, you know, their, their phone um, or when we, you know, it could even be a kiosk, a one terminal per, per classroom. Obviously in a pandemic, that's not a, uh, 
always the, the best solution. Um, but, you know, for some schools, that is uh, a workable one. Um, now, when the kid creates the request, fills out who he's with and where he wants to go. It's kind of on a speed dial. It's very graphical. Elementary kids can use it. Um, kids don't need any training on it because it just says, where are you and where are you going? Or, you know, your destination and, and uh, your, where you're departing from. And uh, but when the kid hits the submit button to actually submit the request, at that point, that's kind of where the magic of eHall Pass happens, because there's a number of things that that the system automatically checks that are that are really golden for educators. One is it checks. Is there a limit on that kid? Um, it's very easy to place a customized limit on a one group of kids or just an individual kid uh, or to have, you know, all freshmen get you know two passes a day and all sophomores, juniors get three passes a day. Whatever you wanted to do, it's, it's all customizable. But that's the first thing it checks is, is there is there a limit on this kid? And is this pass taking that kid over that limit? Second thing uh, that uh, eHall Pass checks at that particular moment is, is there a, a building wide limit? So it's really the first time ever that a principal can say, hey, I, I'm i not comfortable with, you know, whatever the amount of passes that are in the hall. Um, let's say 20 passes at a time is too many. Great. The principal can say, how about to set a throttle, a building throttle of 10, 10 passes per per any any given moment in time in the building. And if there's any pass request above that. Any adult can override that, but they would be told, "Hey, you're 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 going to use your professional judgment to take the kid over that limit. Do you are you really sure you want to do that?" So that's, you know, that's just a great way of of helping control some of the crazy that goes on in in lots of schools. Um, and in, during a pandemic, it helps. Uh, although I think most kids, most school systems, everybody recognizes now that you just can't, you know, congregate everywhere. But kids are kids, and uh, you know they're going to try and and do what they're going to do. But uh, the third thing that we check is not only, you know, is there a limit on the kid, is there a limit on the building, but is there a limit on the location? So if the kid is going to a restroom, um, our system allows the the admin to say, okay, this particular bathroom, 101, you know, boys bathroom, that has a limit of two kids. Um, bathroom 101 for the girls has a limit of whatever, two or three, depending on, or one. Um, and then there's another bathroom in the back of the hall, you know, maybe that's in the 400 wing, that one's far away from adults, and we we actually want to keep that one closed, so we make that limit at zero, or maybe th that one gets a limit of one because we don't want a bunch of kids in there because that's you know far away from you know typical supervision, and and we just don't want to invite problems. Well, that's super easy now with with eHall Pass, and the admin team can set up those limits and can change them throughout the day, um, and that just helps uh, with a very you know, pretty urgent need right now or a concern of many, many school districts everywhere is, you know, how do we keep kids from doing what they were doing, which was congregating in the restrooms? And of course, before COVID, we had issues with, um, you know, vaping, which haven't gone away. Uh, they're still there in, in our conversations with principals. And uh, in fact, we had all of our, all of these kind of social distancing kind of controls. We had them all done prior to COVID even hitting because we were listening to, you know, uh, the schools that were using eHall Pass, we were meeting educators in at conferences, and uh, we've got lots of feedback that helped us be ready for when that time came. And and so um, we check the availability of the location. We check a couple of other things that are very unique. The one of the more interesting ones that that sometimes gets uh, educators uh, sort of drop jaw response, like wow. Um, but 
we can help schools with meetups. Uh, kids who go in the hall and then they text their buddy or their girlfriend or their boyfriend and say, hey, meet me wherever, uh, or they make it out ahead of time and they don't use cell phones. Um, but, um, you know, they, our, our system can help, uh, can, allows a principal to specify two kids that can't be in the hall at the same time. We, officially, we call it AB polarity. Unofficially, we call it Romeo and Juliet. You know, we just when one kid's in the hall, the other kid can't be in the hall. And when they go to create a pass, they're told, sorry, there's somebody in the hall that you can't be in the hall with. So it's just another fantastic tool that educators could dream up themselves. I mean, this is, these are not features that that we came up uniquely. Um, we were at conferences and somebody said, hey, could it do this? And we're like, yes, it can. <laughs> uh, or yes, we it will, you know, as soon as we come up with that update. Um, but, uh, you know, th those are just some very common sense solutions that came to us. And and uh, we, uh, you know, we're just happy to be able to support them. And, and uh, that AB polarity thing is also good for schools that have no contact contracts or stay away contracts, those kind of where they have some legal reasons to keep kids apart. This supports that to a, you know, a, a smaller degree in terms of just stopping some hall traffic that where the kids could engage uh, when they're not supposed to. So um, and we also check, you know, is the teacher not available because the teacher can make themselves out of office. So that's kind of the fifth thing we check. And um, and that's great for, you know, teachers that are maybe they're working in two buildings and they're in the building for part of the day. The kid goes, yeah, I want to go see Mr. So-and-so. I know he's here. I saw him earlier today. And it turns out that, yeah, the, the Teacher's not there, or maybe he had to go, leave, go home early. Um, but whatever you do with that out of office, when you think of out of office email, you can do that in in eHall Pass. So I'm not here. I'm at a conference. I'm a meeting with the principal, or I'm you know have a guidance appointment with parents or something like that. Make yourself out of office. The kid tries to create a pass from some other classroom, can't meet with you, um, and can't can't get the pass approved because the system knows that that teacher's not available and that keeps the kid in the classroom. So. That's all happening when the kid hits that that submit button to submit the request. And so in an instant, the system is just helping to control a lot of things that that educators want controlled, but do not have the time to be able to do. Um, and so the, the, the request shows up on the teacher dashboard and uh, then the teacher has a way of approving it. Now, there's never one workflow that works for every teacher. Uh, and so we actually created a number of ways that a pass can be approved. So the teacher can approve the pass from their phone, it's just a one click or they can approve it from their their laptop or desktop that's at their desk. If they're not near their laptop or they don't want to pull out their cell phone, they can approve it from the kid's device. Pre-COVID was great for group work, any kind of class configuration that there was. Uh, it worked out great. So you could just ask the kid for their device and you could um, uh, approve the pass right from their device. And you were still um, provided with the stats on how often that kid was out. So there's a little number on the pass that says this is the kid's third pass or this is the kid's sixth pass. That's this great knowledge for a teacher to go, wait a minute, the sixth period, this is your sixth pass. Why am I sending you out? And then you can actually click on that and the kid sees it. He knows it's on, it's on his device, his history, um, but it's also on the teacher's devices. But the kid knows that the teacher knows that the system knows. And that just helps reduce, again, uh, a kid's propensity to want to, wanna, you know, take advantage of the system because eventually he just realizes or she realizes that they're 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 not falling through the cracks. It is visible, um, and that's exactly what what we're trying to do. Other ways of approving the pass, like if you were um, if the kid doesn't have a device, which can easily happen, or uh, my device broke, or I left it at home, or the kid just doesn't want to cooperate. Right? They they think, hey, I'm, I don't have any limits anymore, so I'm going to pretend like my 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 laptop or whatever is broken because I'm going to ask the teacher to do it, and maybe I'll get away with it that way. So very easy. The kid can just raise their hand, ask for the teacher to write a pass for them. The teacher can go to their dashboard and, and write a pass for the kid. But when he selects the kid's name, which 
auto, obviously auto completes. You don't want to spend a lot of time typing the full kid's name. But when it auto completes, then um, it automatically uh, uh, feeds the teacher with the data that they're interested in. How many passes has the kid had? Like I already mentioned, and are there are there limits on this kid? Like is the kid over a limit? Uh, then you know don't don't send him. Uh, or if you do need to send him because it's an emergency, just be aware that you are sending that kid on his first pass over his daily limit or whatever it is. So um, that works great. Even if kids don't have uh, a device, uh, we have some several high schools that, you know, they had a hall pass issue that they needed. They, they are actually using e-hall pass without students writing a single pass. It's mainly 90% of it is all teachers writing passes because they benefit and they see the benefit of not sending kids to places that are overcrowded or not sending a kid on their 18th, not 18th pass, but you know, their eighth pass for the day or something like that. So um, and, and that, that's, you know, that's pretty neat to, to see that it works even that way. And then there's a way for it to work, even if the teacher doesn't have a device. So, um, and that's kind of the most, maybe the most popular method. Obviously we, I call it kind of the, the, the hands, the, the hand-free, uh, solution, or if you can wave or nod, like the nod technology, I think is the, the word I used to use uh, for that. Uh, then, then it'll work. And the way that can be set up is. It's very similar to a teacher uh, or school that, well, a teacher who says, hey, kid, don't interrupt me to go to the restroom. Just grab a wood block and, you know, go to the restroom. That's the way that you would, um, you know, just grab it and go. And then the next kid who needs to use the restroom or needs to go someplace realizes that that object isn't there. And so they have to wait until the kid comes back. So what we did is we created a digital version of that wood block system. And so every... Every teacher, certainly the admins control this at first, and then every teacher can turn this on or off. But um, as a classroom teacher, I can say, hey, this bathroom, the one, whichever one I specify, I'm going to allow a digital wood block to that location, one at a time or two, whatever number I want to specify. The kid goes and creates his pass, hits the pass request. Our system does those five checks. And then the kid gets the the the, the pass to to the approval state and has a, a a start button on their pass, and they can actually start their own pass. Which doesn't mean that there's chaos with kids just writing passes everywhere they want to, because kids don't leave teachers' rooms without permission. Um, so the way I would do it in my classroom is the kid would stand up, show me their pass. They turn their laptop around or their iPad or their phone, and as they're standing up, my head's on a swivel, so I would see that kid or, you know, if the kid doesn't get my attention, maybe he'd clear his throat or, you know, say Mr. Hammond or what, whatever he wanted to, to do to get my attention. That's acceptable in my classroom. And then I, I would just look at the kid, see what he wants, because I can see it's green. I can see the stopwatch counting. And I go, yep, I know what he's done. He set a pass up. And I don't have to worry that he went someplace that I didn't know because I controlled which rooms he's allowed to write that auto pass for. So I know he's not writing a pass to, to another teacher's room because that's not one that I've approved. And so I just have to nod to the kid, yep, or wave the kid out and say, go ahead and leave. The kid leaves his device in the room and goes wherever he needs to go. This is a very tangible thing that eHall Pass stops is, you know, in the, again, for 50 years, we've had at least 50 years, we've had this very antiquated or very, you know, traditional system. And educators have been asking in every hall and every school in the country, do you have a pass? And where are you supposed to be? Those are just questions that just about everybody, um, certainly every admin asks. And there's, there's fatigue in that question. You just ask that over and over again. Uh, all that just goes out the window. You don't need that anymore. You can throw those questions out and you can have a, and the reason is because every adult who cares about hall traffic, whether it's a teacher assigned hall duty or whether it's an administrator who's, you know, walking the halls, um, or whether it's a school resource officer, uh, doing their, their walkthroughs, um, they have a device. They can pull up all the, all, all the approved passes are pushed to every adult. 
And that's kind of the, the magic uh, of, you know, I mentioned magic earlier. This is kind of the other side of things where you, you have that transparency in an insight into what's going on. And that part just helps immensely. And kids realize, oh, crap, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I can't forge a pass. I can't walk with yesterday's pass or last week's pass. Um, I've had a number of administrators go, shoot, you know, this system, <laughs> I would have been doomed <laughs> if this system existed when I was, you know, a kid back in the day, um, because they, you know, everybody knows how loose that system can be. And this just puts a little bit more uh, accountability or a lot more accountability into it. And it's, it's, it's a safety thing as well. Um, I, I'm, can go on and on here, but, um, uh, you know, on, on the safety side of things, having a dashboard of all the kids that are in a hall pass, if you think about an emergency or um, a, a, a an incident or a drill, uh, and you have kids that are not directly supervised by an adult because they left my room and they're going to another teacher's room. So, you know, who knows where they are? So one way to handle that is schools around the country have been trained to, you know, open their door, teachers step out in the hall, do a quick 20 second or five second sweep. And any kid that's in the hall, quick kid come in, we're, we're under a drill or, you know, we have an incident and they, they pull the kid in. But now nobody knows who that kid is. It's great that he's safe, but the teacher who sent the kid out is worried. And there's just no no way of, of, of knowing what happened in that situation. So then a lot of people, educators are tying up phones, calling the main office saying, I have this kid, I have that kid. That's all done in an instant with eHall Pass because I can go to my laptop, um, my phone, or I can go to the kid's device and I can check the kid in. And everybody knows that the sending teacher knows that I have that kid. The main office knows because they have a live dashboard of how many kids are in the hall. Um, and that number gets reduced until down, down to zero. Maybe it's down to one or two. And then those are the two kids that you want to tell your, your incident management team, you know, Hey, this is, these are the two kids and this is where they left and this is where they were headed. So they're probably somewhere between here and here. That's where you want to focus to, to find, you know, full accountability on, on those kids. So, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, a very intuitive uh, or very uh, natural outcropping of changing the way eHall Pass, how it's affected the Hall Pass system and security of schools. Yeah, and so a quick follow-up question that you just kind of alluded to. A uh, student checks out of the classroom to go to the restroom. They go and they come back and they check back in. So, right, the check-in um, can be done several different ways. But yes, the teacher does check the kid back in with a simple click or when the kid is headed from my room to the main office, when they get to the main office, the secretary already knows ahead of time the kid's coming, may already even know why the kid's coming because you can add a note. Uh, and uh, and when the kid arrives, the secretary hits a one click, they've arrived and uh, or a one click that, that they've arrived and they're leaving again. They can do that with one click as well. Um, and then the kid's back on his way back to the, the main classroom teacher. So yes. Uh, E-Hall Pass, that is the one uh, change, I guess, in the process of, well, it's not really a change because teachers all the time were, were given a pass when the kid arrived. And then I'd sign it and or I'd put my date and send the kid back. There, um, You can always read it. It was sometimes, you know, you didn't know who it was um, and it wasn't always followed through on uh, consistently. Uh, and so that is done with, with E-Hall Pass. Uh, but we also have a self-check-in. So if the kid's heading to the library, librarian's busy, they can post a check-in pin where the kid, it's only able to be used for arrivals or maybe it's in the nurse suite. The nurse is busy, kid can check himself in. That's a way for the kid to be held accountable for how long it took him to get there because his excuse is gonna be, well, the nurse was busy. And so, you know, I had an extra 20 minutes to before the teacher could sign it or whatever. And they know that. And so they, you know, wander around a little longer than they should be. Um, so that is another, you know, one of those things that we built in. Um, and then barcode scanning is another thing that um, 
We have it partially already with our kiosk, but uh, it's another feature where a kid could barcode scan themselves in. Um, but that's, you know, that requires a little bit more technology on the school's part. Some schools have that technology already, or they have ID cards with a scannable code. Um, but uh, yeah, you, I think you captured that that process correctly. You know, perfect. And you, earlier you mentioned the administrator, the teacher on hall duty, uh, doesn't have to ask every kid as they're walking through, where are you going? Is that approved? I would imagine the students appreciate that too, because they could get asked five times between their classroom and the office by five different people. <laughs> right, right. Who so, are you? Where are you going? What are you doing? So I, I could see some benefit for the students as well. Yeah, I, I think the, the main thing is that adults don't have to start every conversation with a kid in the hall with, do you have a pass and where you're supposed to be? And they can actually have a real conversation with the kid. Hey, how's it going? Uh, and they don't have to try and slip in that accountability question because they've already have verification. They know where the kid's going. They know where he's headed and they know they're in the right place. Now, the kid that shows up on that list and is in an odd place well, then that's a person that I that's that the technology is guiding me as an admin or as a you know a supervisor uh, or hall monitor to to ask a question that's more appropriate for that particular kid. And so you know, yeah, I think I think that's a natural um, outflowing of of what technology how technology is changing you know behavior in a, in a positive or school culture in a positive way. And and school students are torn. We we uh, we hear students uh, we have some t student testimonials where you know they love it it's simple. I don't have to you know get out a paper pass. I don't have to touch anything that's germy. Uh, some teachers got creative, you know, they've got a toilet seat that kids carry or they got a wood block or a frisbee or something and uh and that probably not a frisbee because that would get thrown. But uh you know some kind of object it's just unsanitary and certainly schools aren't going to be doing, doing that now at all. Uh that's out the window for sure, but so there, there is an appreciation of how simple it is. And then there's another group of students that, that hate it. You know, they're, they're, they, they realize that the old game is over. Um, and, uh, you know, and to some extent, that's exactly what you want. You want a system that has more accountability built into it. Um, we're not tracking the kid. The kid's signing out one place and signing in at the other. It's exactly what was happening all along. It's just that it's cloud-based. It's instant. And... Again, on the principal side, if there's a suspicious smell in stairwell B or there's graffiti that all of a sudden showed up, as soon as you notice it, within two, three minutes, within five minutes, the principal can call down all the kids that are on active passes for the last half an hour. Uh, in fact, some of those kids are still on a pass and they can call those kids down and you know reroute the kid. That does not happen in a school. Uh, it, it's The principal sends an email. Teachers start to respond back. Yeah, I sent the kid out. I think I sent him out from this time to this time. And until the principal gets an actionable list, it's it's hours, if not, you know, the next morning when the principal can actually take action, which is not ideal. Yeah, well, and, and to kind of sum up, I just want to say great job building a, a platform like this uh, to solve a certain problem or number of problems. And you know it's a good program whenever other educators are coming up with can it also do this and do that? And you're solving more problems than even you may have set out to yeah. uh, on the onset. So kudos to you and the, and the team for building something that really is uh, revolutionary in uh, what it does. And uh, I'm sure those students uh, that uh, kind of knew the way it was before uh, will will adapt uh, appropriately and, and newer students will, this will be the way that they you know understand how the system works. And, and that's not a bad thing. Um, uh, we're wrapping up on, on our time, and I know we've got a few more topics. We're going to have to bring you back to talk about okay, those. Okay, great. Um, but I would love to, you know, as my audience knows, in the podcast with a half class full uh, story of success, uh, whether that's a school or a district that you've worked with recently, 
um, that really um, made an impact in, uh, in the way that they did things before and the way they're doing things now and going into the future. Yeah, one story that comes to mind is is there's actually two that I I kind of like to share. They're they're sure. but they're more on the hopeful side. Um, one one was a school said, "Hey, we we we, we they came to us. Uh, we we showed them what Ehaw Pass was, and uh, they just told us a very compelling story. Uh, a, a student went to the restroom, uh, and they had a seizure, and they were incapacitated, and." Uh, they they were talking about how eHall Pass it has a, it has an alert that it times out a pass at a certain amount of time, and they said if we had had that we would have had a fighting chance of knowing, and could have sent somebody to start looking in that direction because our system flags passes like that red everybody every adult sees that those adults that have capacity can can go and check. Um, as it turned out for them, it turned out really good. Uh, a, a, another student happened to walk into that restroom was able to call for help, but that. That that kind of opened our eyes to to you know what some of the benefits that we didn't think about uh, and how that how it, it can make a difference um, and another sort of futuristic uh, or direction that we think um, eHall Pass can solve on a human side is you know as educators we know that when kids increase their hall time uh, their hall pass traffic something's going on they're either dissatisfied with or they're, they're academically there's there's not a good fit. They 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 hate the course. You know, there's some kind of academic. Uh, it's too easy. It's too hard. They hate you know. Uh, they maybe they hate the teacher. They hate you know. So there's something going on that's intense, and they just need to get out. Or there's some other kind of social problem. They broke up with their girlfriend. Uh, they're having problems at home. Um, you know, anything, uh, any trauma like that, or or just disruption to to the kid's social life can cause the kid to just want to check out. Um, and then there's health reasons too. Um, and we think that eHall Pass can has the potential of as we work with schools and and test us out to to be able to. We don't have this yet, but but um, you can envision how eHall Pass could let teachers know or let guidance counselors know for sure that that's the group or the admin that hey, here's a list of kids that have increase their 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 hall traffic and maybe that would be a good group of kids to just kind of come alongside and talk to and let them know that hey there's an adult on your side obviously that's nothing to do with telling them hey you've been in the hall too much that's not necessarily the issue it's it's more along the lines of um, being able to de-escalate something potentially uh, ahead of time before uh, you know before it becomes more disruptive to the kid or to the school um, so that's another just a neat kind of carrot that we're pursuing and 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 trying to to work on as as we work with eHall Pass and 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 develop it to the way schools want it to be. Yeah, I mean it sounds like the byproducts uh are just ripple have a ripple effect that uh, the system can provide. So, uh this has been great, really interesting to to learn about uh, the future yeah. and how the future is now and happening yeah. in uh uh thousands of our schools. So, thank you uh Nathan so much for joining us on today's episode. Thank you. And to my audience, as usual, thank you so much for joining another episode of Voices of E-Learning. Be sure to check out our website for past uh, episodes or whichever podcast player you prefer. And we'll look forward to seeing you on a future episode as well. Thank you again. And remember to always, always keep learning.